Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back, initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. Another case was solved when Red spared a monster to save Wesley's life, Richter explained the truth about Randall to his bride, and Adrian put Randall to sleep with a declaration of no more monsters. But after all that, the mystery punchers were ambushed by their mafia rivals. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. You are all startled as you hear the glass shatter uh, in the front window of Helmfirth Curiosities. Um, Richter, uh, you always kind of hated this window. It just never quite came clean, and eventually you gave up because you realized the grime gave it a a certain air of mystery, uh, whereas in truth it gave you a certain air of not having to wash windows, which really agreed Ah. with your your temperament. Um, But after years of of carefully curated grime accumulation, uh, the dream of Helmforth Curiosity's glass was ended uh, as bullets began to tear through it. Um, Read the signal that uh, Robert Walker, a.k.a. Bobby Walkie, gave you uh, was enough to uh, let you grab um, Adrian and drag him to the ground. Uh, But unfortunately, as you do so, um, you lock eyes just for a moment with uh, old man Richter, who you've left um, sitting upright and unaware. Um, Richter, um, how do you think you can, you can hear the glass shatter, your brain kind of registers what's happening before you do. What do you think uh, the expression on your face is as you see red drag Adrian to the ground? 
Um, scared. <laughs> I think. I think mainly scared. Um, so, Red, the last thing you see of of um, Old Man Richter is is a a, 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 a more weathered and uh, wrinkled and perhaps a more tired face than than you typically think of him with. It's one of those rare moments where you see past kind of the, the vision of him you've always had since childhood of kind of the the strong, worldly, knowledgeable man and see the, the legitimately very fragile old man um, in front of you. Uh, and that's when you see the first bullet strike him as you fall beneath the table. Uh, so, Richter, um, if you could please roll me a dodge check. Um, oh, it sounds like I failed it. Well, you take, so you, take, uh, you take one bullet for sure. Uh, we're okay. figuring out how many. Okay. Uh, it's not a question of if, dodge. it's a question of how many. Uh, that's a big time fail. Oh, no. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, your body is uh, is uh, <coughs> racked with uh, with bullets as the the Tommy gun uh, fire starts shredding the shop around you. Um, you are going to take uh, seven points of damage, okay. uh, and you are knocked backwards out of your chair. Um, you take one to the shoulder, um, one to the the sort of hip, and I think uh, one passes through your arm. Um, so luckily, none of them are are to vital organs just yet. Um, but certainly more more pain than you're accustomed to. Yeah. Um, and uh, you you kind of um, fall backward uh, in shock, and um, suddenly the the action picks back up. So, um, Adrian, uh, you've got red on top of you. She's pulled you to the ground, and um, despite uh, kind of obviously being larger than her, um, she's done what she always does, which is look out for you. But you also know she's pretty squishy when it comes right down to it. You, on the other hand, you live for this shit. Um, <laughs> so what do you do? Um, I think you're I... underneath the, the sort of central table. Um, the gunfire is currently just like it's it's brain spray. They're just like blasting up the shop. Um, like you can see cabinets and wood is splintering around you. Uh, you see a gauntlet take a bullet and kind of dent and fall inward. Um, but yeah, someone's wrecking Mr. Richter's shop. <laughs> All right, where is Richter's shotgun? Um, Can I see of, it or is it gone? No, I think uh, Richter probably would have put that in the back office. I don't think he just leaves it out even though it's at night. Um, he's, he's a man of, of some some degree of order. So if you think about it, you're in the main space. You're not up in the front of the store. You're in kind of the back of the store near the cash register. Behind the cash register is his um, sort of little office. There's also um, a storage kind of area um think like a back room um full of kind of just racks of things so there's basically two like little desk door back into his office uh, another door into storage uh i think he'll uh, he'll just like look at red who's kind of a time be like oh, are we gonna play dead or are we gonna shoot um since she's familiar with the backspace i think she would just it from the direction of the bullets is it possible like uh, for them to crawl and not get hit. Currently, yes. Um, okay. You know from from uh, your experience of of the mob, 
Um, this is the the opening salvo. Um, people will be coming in soon. So yeah, you basically okay. have a, a few moments to to prepare. But yes, um, the bullets are just cause since they're like standing and shooting from outside, they're definitely going up and down. But there's enough kind of when they're not shooting directly through the window, there's enough cover that you can crawl safely. Okay, um, then she's just gonna say, "Take him to the back, Eddie. I'm gonna hold down this fort." All right, so I'm gonna like set her down, but I guess towards the door rather than on the other side of me. And then I'm going to crawl for Grandpa Richard and grab him by like his weird coat. And then just like one arm towards and pull. (laughs) Arm, pull. (laughs) Sure. All right. So you start like, you know, trench crawling him out. Um, You notice that um, he's been hit uh, and um, he's uh, it's strawberry jam is what you think it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's oh. leaking he's leaking strawberry jam, but you notice that um the the one hit that that is kind of more towards center mass um is actually covered right now uh and you can see uh Benny's hand just pressing into the uh into the wound keeping the jam at bay. Good work, Benny. We got to save that for his inside toast. Uh and I'm just going to keep pulling him towards the back. <laughs> Oh, in, inside toast is really gonna stay with me. Inside toast oh, is very man. good, That's but I will great. say if it's like if the idea in Addie's head is that like it's jam and it's on it's on the inside of everyone's bodies, and if it comes out of them, then and they lose too much, then they go to sleep forever. Um, I don't know how much calling it jam is really protecting his innocent mind. <laughs> if it's like everyone needs jam to live, we we have and, determined and he's losing jam. Yeah, I, I, I think, think we've <laughs> actually determined that he might. Be more aware of life and death than we thought because he was pretty good at just like, oh, he's taking a nap. Like he, he gets it. Uh, I think I, I also thought he was just covering, but I think maybe he he's just taking I think it his own way. In terms of him, the reason why it being jam would be easier is he would if he. I think he thought he knew what blood was and that was icky, so he wouldn't do anything with mm. it. Whereas Red needs okay. him to continue to act. So it's jam for the inside toast. That's all. Right. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that old chestnut. Um, Richter, uh, you're um, you're injured, obviously, but uh, you're not certainly unconscious. Um, oh. What do you think you're doing as you're being dragged away? Are you just in shock? Uh, what's what's going on? Yeah. Uh, combat is not my area of expertise <laughs> by a long shot. Um, I would say with a hail of bullets kind of crashing in through the windows. I've been hit several times. It's probably just, I don't even know if I have the presence of mind to like staunch the bleeding yet. It's just like, I'm just like locked up and Addie's dragging me to the back. Okay, can you roll me please a, sorry, it's been a while since we played. I gotta relearn all the systems. Um, I am looking for a check where you are looking around. A spot hidden? Spot hidden. Thank you. Okay. I was looking under L, and all I could find was listen. I was like, yes, that, but for eyes. Listen hard. <laughs> listen with your eyes. <laughs> that is a regular success. Regular success. Um, so you're you're kind of, uh, you're very much in shock. Um, again, the, the pain is very acute. Uh, also, just, yeah, you, you know, you, you tussled with Dr. Skeleton and, like, you've done stuff, and, like, with um, the, the floating dagger, but this... 
bunch of people with guns is is not mystical or whimsical. It's just scary. Um, so you're having difficulty focusing. Um, but the one thing that you've always been able to focus incredibly well on is the mythos and on um, kind of the mysteries and artifacts and, and the things. And I think in a lot of ways, when you're in a, a crisis state, it's easier to just like think about a seemingly dumb thing that has no direct effect on your circumstance. So instead, what you're starting to see, you're not thinking about the bleeding. Um, you're not thinking about how to get out of this. Uh, you're just noticing how much um, of the lore and artifacts you, you've collected, just how much of your um, collection is being destroyed. Uh, by this wanton machine gun fire. Now, a lot of it you kind of consider lower magic, so like, sure, whatever. Um, but there are some items in here that you went to great lengths to obtain, um, and that cost quite a lot. And um, there's some that you even wanted to consult with your sister on, if you you two ever uh, manage, if you ever manage to find a safe way to return to the fatherland and and kind of talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a lot of ways, uh, more so than the the damage to your body, the damage to your collection is is truly upsetting. Um, that said, with your spot hidden roll, um, you do manage to um, see uh, an item um, that uh, was was a real bitch to obtain. Um, and basically, there's a line of fire coming across the wall towards it. And uh, even though you're kind of drifting in and out, um, instinct takes over and you grab it off off the shelf just before uh, the bullets hit it. Um, it is a, a small mirror. Um, known as the Black Mirror of Samael. Um, also known as the Singer of the Galaxy. Um, you can't quite remember what it does, but you do remember the lengths to which you had to go to obtain it, and you think, you seem to have, like, it's one of those things that you have, like, ill memories about, mm. so you think it, it might be useful, perhaps, um, if you were to think on it when you're not directly being shot. What was that last name of it? The Singer of the Galaxy? Singer of the Galaxy. Got it. It's just a small engraved plate. Um, You do notice that uh, the face of the mirror is um, wrapped and um, kind of tied with twine with a a black cloth. So you can't actually see the surface of it. But you do know it is uh, potentially very shatterable. uh, Because everything, including you, is shatterable by bullets. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Addy, you managed to drag him uh, into the back room. Are you going to the office or the storage room? I'll um, say the, the storage room actually has an exit out the back, uh, into the back alley. Um, but at the current rate, these guys would just chase you. Yeah, I think I'd still go for the one with the, the back exit. Because, I mean, I don't want Grandpa to be here when we have to fight everybody. Because Grandpa right. is slow and keeps breaking. Oh. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so you get him to safety. Um, Red. You roll up um, with uh, pistols in hand. Are you going to use the special ammo that uh, Bobby Walkie gave you? Oh, buddy, am I? Um, well, I was going to ask. Uh, I, I would prefer to save that for when they inevitably enter the store. Totally uh, fair. To give my, uh, yeah, so I think, I think I'll load them into, like, ideally I'd like to load them into one of the guns, the pistols, mm-hmm. and then just use the other one. Can I see, like, can I do the whole gangster movie thing where, like, I'm peering off, you know, over a cash register and fire off a couple rounds and yep, then duck totally. back down. Like, how I've many played, of them are there? Uh, I've played enough third-person shooters with chest-high walls to know how this goes. Yeah. You're invincible as long as you're only peeking. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, outside, uh, you can see there are um, four. You can see there are a number of men. Uh, there seem to be three cars that have pulled up. Um, the sulfur rain is still pouring. Um, so it's like classic Batman the animated series, like. 
vintage cars. You can see the lights kind of through the mist um, and just shadowy figures in uh, fedoras and trench coats just fucking opening up. Um, you can see currently the flare of four Tommy guns, um, okay. which in your experience is more than enough to get the job done in most circumstances. Oh, yeah. This um, seems like overkill. Come on, guys. It does. It does seem like overkill, which is somewhat suspicious. But mm-hmm. you did really piss off Capone's crew. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, you can see a few men behind them, um, kind of, uh, watching. You can see the, sort of the glow of cigarettes. Um, but currently there are four people opening up with, with Tommy gun fire. Now, the good news is that does mean because they're standing outside in the dark firing Tommy guns, that you're getting those, like, um, massive muzzle flashes that come off guns like that. Um, so as targets go, not bad. The only problem is you have to pop up to fire, uh, yeah. and you're using a pistol. And as you can imagine, 1930s pistols, not exactly the most accurate of, of tools. No. So, um, basically Claire, if you're not going to expose yourself to danger, uh, I'm going to give you a disadvantage die. Um, so that means you roll three and you pick the two worst. Cool. I'm going to do that. I guess you have to roll. Is it the percentage die that you roll twice then? I guess so. Yes, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Between us, we know part of the rules. And sorry, wait, woo! Is this, uh, <laughs> what am I rolling for? Firearms? Um, handgun? Yes, that would be Ooh. correct. Glorious. And a double zero is a zero, right? A double zero is a hundred. What? I can't have 103. Can I have no. 103? Oh, no, then you have no, three. So it's, it's three. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's a three or or 103? Did, Did you roll, roll a, a 10 and a three? Again? I rolled a 10, and then I just keep the three on it as it was, right? Um, yeah, so then that would just be 13. Oh, then 13. That, that's, that's uh, oh, yeah, that's, um, that's an extreme success. That's awesome. Damn, son. Um, all right, so um, it, uh, you know, you you purposefully left Boston because things were getting too too hot, um, and um, even though things have been way, way, way outside your your comfort zone here, um, you can't shoot a ghost, but you can shoot these mooks. Oh, uh, this is this is where I like to be. So you you snap off a, a quick shot from your pistol. I believe pistols are. I got it here. I think uh, it's uh, 1d8, I believe, for 32. What do you have? Uh, burp, 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 burp. Regular for an extreme, it says 18, 1d8. Yeah. So go ahead and, and roll them bones. Ooh. I don't think I've rolled the d8 so far. Yeah, I forgot there were other dice in this game. It's super mm-hmm. weird. Uh, that is a four. Four. All right. So um, you uh, you see one of them kind of lurch forward, um, holding his stomach. Um, he comes back up, um, but you can see he's he's firing wildly now. Um, and uh, you feel like you may not have killed him right now, but mm. you probably killed him in the long run. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> long run doesn't help the trigger situation. No. Um, so um, normally uh, in Dumbcraft rolls, uh, or sorry, in uh, Dumbcraft rolls, uh, in Call of Cthulhu rolls, we, we do fully opposed checks. But I think given that you were this was your first pop up in fire, uh, we're going to kind of count it as a surprise round. So they didn't, they know you're there, but they don't know where since you went down. Um, so from here on out, we'll be doing opposed checks. I also have rapid fire as a 
talent. I don't know if that helps So, me. Um, rapid fire means you could fire multiple times, but um, I think the rapid fire talent just means that you don't take um, the same amount of penalty. Uh, it says but, ignore penalties, yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, so then you can roll, I think, for rapid fire with a pistol. I believe you get either one or two more shots. Uh, one second, I'll just look okay. that up. Maybe we'll save for this round. You just get the one, the one off, but in regular combat, uh, rapid fire will be just fine. Hey everybody, Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM, and I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're they're probably doing something horrible to me right now, but uh, I hope you're enjoying it, and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us and our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us and I will see you out there in the dumbverse. Sure. Um, okay. So, um, Adrian, you've dragged, um, grandpa Richard into the back room. Um, you find yourself in a, uh, a room that, um, you kind of feel an, an echo of, of uneasiness being in uh, because you remember long ago the time that uh, the mystery punchers snuck in here uh, and how mad Grandpa Richard was. Um, but you feel like you called him something else back then and your voice was a bit different, but it, it seems very very distant. You just remember he was very mad. There was something about spoons. Um, <laughs> he, was, he was furious. Um, but uh, you know you got to take care of him. So you look around. It's a spooky room, but you can manage. What do you do? Uh, Grandpa, do you got any suits of armor or something? Uh, I don't think I would have a suit of armor <laughs> in the shop. Uh, so, uh, kind of grunting through the pain, um, Richter will just shake his head. No. Nuts. Uh, okay, I'm gonna fix your boo-boos, uh, and I want to help try to, like, bind up his, like, injured old man parts. All right, so go ahead and roll a medicine check, please. Oof, better you than me. Medicine or first aid? Because there's, there's both of those there. Oh, uh, first aid, sorry. First aid, okay. I rolled a 39, which is a fail. Um, okay, so... Um, you try to um, patch up uh, Grandpa Richard, um, but uh, every, every time you do, he, he winces and kind of moves around. And, like, when you've had to patch up Red, she just kind of grits her teeth and, and sits through it. But, like, Richter isn't used to being in this much pain. Um, so uh, you, you, you can't get your fingers in his boo-boos, and it's, it's no good. You're doing bad, Grandpa. Stop it. Uh, you also notice that um, Benny's hand uh, has fallen limp. Um... Like, it's still resting on the wound, um, but uh, as you move him, it just kind of rolls off and, and lays on the ground next to him. Now it's not the time for sleeping, Benny. We have work <laughs> to do. Uh, and I'll take his hand back up and start using it as, like, one of my hands to put pressure down, but just holding Benny down. We have yeah. to work together. Cool. Um, all right. Uh, Richter, um, this is all happening. It's unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, you have two options. One, you can kind of like try and tend to yourself uh, and see if you can patch up your own wounds. 
Um, or you can try and remember what this mirror does. Um, I think I would like to use my resourceful talent, mm-hmm. which is to spend 10 luck to just have a thing I need. Yep. Uh, so I'll drop from 70 to 60 luck. I'll make a note of that here. Sixty, uh, and uh, just shakily, I'll point um, across the room to the first aid kit that I have hanging on the wall. <laughs> Great, done. Nice. So, uh, Adrian, you you run across to the boo boo box uh, and you grab it. Boo boo box. Um, and uh, you feel like this is going to really help you with uh, with Grandpa Richard. Uh, go ahead and roll again, uh, but this time with advantage. So, two percentile, pick the best of the two. Not to be confused with the boo box. With the Completely different matter. Yeah, do box. not want to be in the boo box. Just guess Glenn Close. She'll tell you. Don't mm-hmm. go to the boo box. That is a success. Woo. All right. So you managed to stabilize um, Grandpa Richard. Um, Richter, I'm going to give you um, three HP back um, just from not. <laughs> You've got more jam on your toast. Yes, there's more jam on your toast. Um, but yes, you are now uh, stabilized enough that uh, you can act. Okay. Uh, which brings us back around to Red. Um, so Red, they are um, opening fire. Uh, you can hear um, someone outside yell, Seems like she's got behind one of those tables, boys. Get in there and finish the job. Um, so uh, the fire keeps up from, from two. They're kind of pinning you behind the table. Um, but you can hear the the crunch of glass as uh, as people start to like climb over the broken windowsill and in. It's explosive shell gun in time. <laughs> okay, so uh, light these fuckers up. All right, so um, as you pop up in the kind of like slow motion uh, with your pistol up, um, the you can see there's three guys advancing. Um, one of them's got a bat. Uh, one of them's got like. You know, brass classic like 1930s brass knuckles, so they're really thin and not flashy. Um, and uh, the other guy is carrying a shotgun. Uh, so you have three targets um, that are, are sort of lurching towards you. Um, to engage with them, basically, um, you can pick which one you want to fire at. I've got the rules for rapid fire here, so let me get those. I think what we discussed, Claire, when we were kicking around the character was that we would basically treat your... Uh, rapid fire talent is how you can use two guns because the rules are kind of shady on oh, yeah, double right. pistols. Cool. Um, so you'll have uh, two shots. There cool. are three guys. Plus right. the um, we'll say there are two that you can see still firing Tommy guns from outside. <sighs> okay, uh, I am going. What's the range on these explosive shells? Uh, just the same as your normal pistol. They're they're literally like. Um, do they, they do more damage? Yes, they do. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, we're okay. going to say they do a, a D10 instead of a D8. Fine. Uh, uh, well, so... sorry. I should clarify. Uh, they will do one dice up from whatever your normal dice would be. So uh, you'll notice yeah. that... Yeah, yeah, great. Got it. Uh, cool. So we're going to hit the shotgun guy with the explosive shell. Yes. Um, and then we're going to hit uh, one of the, the Tommy guns outside... With the uh, with the regular pistol, because I can't take on these guys with melee weapons if I'm being shot at. So absolutely true. Okay, so um, as you you pop up uh, to fire at the shotgun guy, uh, he yells, "Oh no!" Uh, and raises his shotgun. 
Uh, so let's, let's oh, face yes. off. Oh, yes! Red, the inventor of the Kool-Aid Man. <laughs> That's a uh, hard success. Uh, unfortunately, he also has one. I rolled a one. Um... Oh, that's like the most extreme success possible. Oh, it, it surely shit. is. Um, so uh, the unfortunately, he's a bit faster, and because you don't really need to aim with a shotgun so much. Um, oh boy. Uh, so <laughs> red, because you're behind cover. Um, oh, you're behind cover. So he actually has to reroll one of those die. Okay, um, so you win. Good news. <laughs> um, he goes. Uh, he goes to fire, and you feel um, this sort of like uh, countertop, uh, like the small shelf you're hiding behind. Um, it just gets blasted open, like right at like heart level for you. Um, and you see a bunch of like shrunken heads explode um, in just a, a puff of, of like leathery dust um, mm-hmm. that just like smells truly vile. Yummy. But less bad than your own guts, which it was going to be yep. 4d6. So um, that said, your cover <laughs> is now shredded. But you can cool. go ahead and roll your damage. Great. And that's a d10. Six. Six. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, you you uh, raise, raise the pistol as sort of the, the shrunken heads explode in front of you. And like their John Woo doves... Um, you fire the pistol through it, uh, and you hear, um, a scream, uh, from, uh, the guy, uh, and he, he kind of looks down, uh, and you, you've blown, like, a chunk out of the side of him. Um, Zip. and, uh, his trench coat is, is sort of rapidly bleeding. He's like, oh, jeez, my insides are on my outsides! Um, and, uh, he, he, like, goes to, like, apply pressure, and his hand just sinks in. Um, and, uh, the other guys are like, I, I don't know, uh, Trick, you're looking kind of bad. And he's like, nothing kills Trick Dacey. Uh, and then he falls over dead. (laughs) Um. Trick Dacey? Yep. Trick Dacey. Courtesy of Patreon. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um, so, um, he, uh, he's down, uh, and, uh. The guy with the brass knuckles and the guy with the bat kind of share a collective look of like, ooh? Um, and they're uh, going to start sprinting towards you. Go ahead and roll your attack against the guy outside. Yeah. All right. That is... That's a hard success. Hard success. Um, all right. I think I just got a... Oh, I failed. All right. Great. So that's all you. Um, great. So go ahead and roll your damage. Eight. Eight? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, you see a guy outside um, just kind of, like, fall backward, firing rapidly into the air. Um, and uh, you, you hear the voice outside be like, Hey, she's taking out our goons. Get the rest of the guns, boys. It's time for more goons. Um, and uh, <laughs> you can hear the sounds of, of guns being taken out of the, uh, the back of cars. And um, someone being like, I did not want to get my Tommy gun wet today. This is very upsetting. Um, and then the sound of people like racking the uh, the clip. Um, okay, so Adrian, uh, having patched up Grandpa Richard, um, you hear the telltale screams of Red going to work. Um, you peek your head out uh, and see uh, a man whose whose toast is too too covered in jam. It's sloppy toast. 
um, go down, uh, but there's two big heavies rushing her. Uh, you know Red can handle herself at distance, but uh, fisticuffs has always been more your your bag. What do you do? I think uh, Adrian's going to look down at his fingers, which are covered in those rings that he got yep. earlier, and he just goes, Those Pope rings? Keep me safe, rings of Jesus. Uh, and then he'll start, he'll like sprint out, and what he would like to do is actually run and grab the guy with the like the iron finger knuckles or whatever and keep running and use that guy as a weapon to hit the guy with the baseball bat. So it's just a giant furious tuxedo missile. Sure. Um that, that had to have been one of Tuxedo Mask's moves, right? In a bad translation. Um, he didn't really have moves beyond throwing a rose. Like let's And be looking honest. good. It's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Adrian does not look good. He looks um, like Lurch. Well, this is you definitely... Look, you look good to me, honey. Um, you say as he barrels past. Um, I'd, I'd like to think that Red takes a second to look at him and just be like, Addy, go make some sandwiches. <laughs> uh, so, Addy, I think that's gonna gonna be a... I think it's just a straight-up brawl. I don't really think... So just, like, use my unarmed attack rating? Yeah, I think so. Cool. I know you're going to hate doing that because oh, it's really not not to your taste. Devastating. It's uh, not here's my, here's my question question to you, though. Um, are you... I assume you're kind of uh, going at this in a berserkery way, so you're not really trying to dodge anything so much as just take these guys out. If that's the case, do you think you would try and dodge the bullets that are coming through the windows at you? Um... As much as I mean, they're bullets coming through a window, and he's a guy who's like six six. Like there's so only thinking, so much he can do. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe we don't roll a dodge. It's just the brawl. Yeah, um, that would make sense to me. I'll give you advantage on the brawl, but I'm also going to hit you with one of the guns. Yeah, done. Cool. Like he's just going to move fast to keep Red safe. That's the whole goal. I don't right. think he's fully conscious that he can die. Yeah. Um. So uh, you get winged. Um. Uh. It just kind of like clips you uh, against the thighs. You run. Um, but it just skims you. You're going to take four points of damage. Um, but the uh, it would seem the Jesus rings are less effective. Uh, popes aren't great at bullets, as we've determined from real life. Um, <laughs> that's why you have a Pope mobile now. Um, so, yeah, uh, you, you take a bullet, but uh, at this point, like, the Adrian train has left the station, and it, it doesn't stop until Pain Town. <laughs> Population of these the guys. diesel train. That, that oh, would make yeah. more That's sense. what it would run on. Okay, so I rolled a four, <laughs> which is an extreme success with my unarmed attack. So you, uh, the guy, like, uh, he's going to throw a, a punch at you, but obviously with that roll, yeah, I got a 49. So he, he throws a punch. You just grab his fist, um, crack it back into his nose, um, <laughs> and then just start driving him uh, towards the other guy. So... Um, I'm assuming, Ryan, your aim is to hurt baseball bat with knuckles. Is that correct? Yeah, I can get them both, but I just don't want someone to get to red. So it's just trying to clear the field kind okay. of thing. Yeah. So go ahead and roll a brawl against baseball bat. Uh, your weapon is brass knuckles, man. Um, since the goal <laughs> isn't to hurt him, you won't damage him, but he might damage the other guy. That said, baseball bat is going to take a swing. And if he rolls bad, he might hurt his butt. I rolled a 22, which is a hard success. You beat me by two. Uh, I got a 24. Um, so, uh, yeah, you smash into uh, into him. Um, Ryan, what is your, you've got special close combat abilities, right? 
Um, I am so fucking tapped out in luck. Not currently. Uh, I am down to like eight luck, so we'll recharge that for the next one. But I still have some pretty dirty bonuses because it does 1d3 plus my damage bonus, which is 1d6. And if I add build, that's adding another two. Go for it. All right. That's eight damage uh, from hitting a guy with another Woo! guy. Um, so baseball bat swings. Um, he misses you. He cracks knuckles in the face. Uh, and then you just drive, like you slam into him. Uh, you drive him up against the glass and you just start smashing his face with like unconscious brass knuckle man's knuckles. Um, and then you, you feel uh, like the bodies jolt against you and you realize they're both just being like, shredded by uh, Tommy Gun Fire. <laughs> and I go, uh-oh. Uh, and I, I jump to the floor to where uh, Trick Dacey is because I'll take his shotgun off the so, floor if I yeah, get the you cover. Grab, you grab Trick's gun and um, you crawl over to Red. Um, but looking outside, um, you can see there are eight more men with oh, Tommy fuck. guns oh uh, moving up beside the, uh, the car. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so the two of you kind of have, have a quick, like, Bonnie and Clyde moment uh, to confer... Uh, before you take your next action, what do you say to each other? Uh, we um, we got to scram, Addy. We can't take on these people with a shotgun. At this oh. point, Red, you're not sure that you'll be able to make it to the back room without being shot. Okay. Uh, okay, well, so they... you walk, and then I'll, I'll come right after you. No, 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 honey. I'm not letting you get shot, and I'm just going to... Well... Looks like we're making a stand then, Eddie, because uh, either way, we might get shot. So let's take a couple of these assholes out while we can. How do you make a stand? Like, I've seen someone make a chair or a boat. And with that, Red, you drag Addy up. Um, and I think, Addy, you just, like, level the shotgun as Oh, you yeah, go. he'll start shooting. <laughs> um, and both of you just get, get ready to fire. Uh, it's a classic Han Solo screaming to the void. Um, and just as you come up, um, there's a brilliant flash of green, um, and you see a green streak hit uh, one of the cars, uh, which immediately uh, explodes uh, in a massive green uh, eruption, uh, and you actually see a bunch of the, the guys standing next to it with Tommy guns uh, literally be vaporized. They just, like, their entire body glows green and then bursts into a blast of, of uh, flesh and bone. Um, as the mobsters turn and begin firing at uh, whatever's firing at them, um, there's two more flashes of green. The other two cars go up. Um, and, uh, like, the two of you use this opportunity to, to just get the fuck out of Dodge. Uh, Richter, as you've been lying there, um, you hear um, a car horn blaring uh out behind uh behind the building um well i'm not going out the front because that's a gunfight <laughs> um so uh yeah i'll see about um finding an exit for us so i'll go to the back door so you kick open the back door and by kick open i mean you gently ease it open because you know no mm -hmm. needs footprints um yeah. and uh you see just a like a, a beat up um just real real dinged up um car um, that uh, looks like it's basically held together with, with duct tape and a dream. Uh, duct tape wasn't invented yet. It looks like it's held together with, I don't know. Just a dream. American stick-to-itiveness. Um, yeah. Just held together uh, with horse tape. 
Horse, yeah, oh. hor- good old-fashioned horse tape. Um, both made for and of horses. Uh, and uh, you you see there's um, a young man um, who looks to be about the same age as these uh, Mystery Puncher miscreants. You've, you vaguely recognize him. Uh, he's got flaming red hair um, and uh, freckles. Looks very much like a Jimmy Olsen type. Um, and uh, he leans out the car window. He's like, hey, are you old man Richter? Uh, yeah, hello, who are you? Oh, um, sorry, you don't know me. I'm a friend of Benny's. Quick, get in. We gotta get out of here. There's a bunch of guys shooting up the front. Uh, I'll say, uh, all right, just uh, one moment, please. And I will <laughs> just, like, stick my head back uh, into the shop and say, uh, uh, there's a friend of Benny's in the back. He has a car. We should go. Yeah, we're coming. Uh, so the two of you come rushing uh, rushing through as you hear more shouts and screams from the, the from outside. Um, you rush out into the uh, the sulfuric rain uh, that's uh, sort of slowed to a drizzle. Um, I keep forgetting it's that sulfuric. Yeah, rain. it's, it's so been slowly disgusting. it's been slowly dissipating, but definitely still present. Uh, and um, yeah, you you hop in the car, uh, and um, the uh, young man says, uh, uh, "My my name's uh, Devin Carroll, and I guess I'm here to rescue you. So uh, hold tight. Uh, looks like you brought some crazy heat down on you." Uh, he throws the car into gear um, and uh, floors it. Um, Red, what do you say as the car shoots off into the darkness? Who sent you? Oh, uh, I think we have a mutual friend. Uh, Benny? And Red, that's when you recognize the name and the flaming red hair. This is Devin Carroll, your school bully. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, and all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are Dum Dum Dice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. 
of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye is over there, and the other eye is rolled over there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. (laughs) I've rolled a one. Oh, you rolled a one! Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts.